Welcome college basketball fans to the Full Court Press Podcast with LT and Sammy D. This is the podcast that brings you legendary stories from college basketball's golden era and dives in deep with the current analysis of today's game. Get ready for the most energetic and entertaining college basketball podcast around. Let's get it. Welcome, college basketball fans, to the first ever, the trailer of the Full Court Press Podcast. I am Luke Taylor, simply known as LT. My partner here in crime, Sam Davidson, Sammy D. What do we got for everybody? LT in the house. What's going on, Big Poppy? How are you, buddy? I put my pants on today, left foot first, right foot second. And I said, today's going to be a glorious day because you know what happened on Friday? basketball official practices open for college basketball and you know what it is going to be a fantastic year and there's a little bit to talk to talk about a little bit of energy and excitement this year in college basketball there is there's a lot going on and a lot of changes happening and i think we're in this new phase of college basketball with the transfer portal the nil movement um coaches are finding new methods to keep players around um you know they got to put new teams together almost every year instead of building out three or four years ahead and i mean it's going to be an interesting year i mean we saw it last year with uconn taking home the trophy you know and uh what hurley did with that team and you know i mean it just shows like what a good core can do but uh, i'm pumped up for the season i know you're gonna bring the energy oh you know what i got up this morning like i said put my pants on and whenever luke taylor puts his pants on it's a great day but what i'm really intrigued about because we went we have a connection through depaul we grew up big ku fans obviously the big eight we're going to touch on that in a second i am really interested because we went through this at depaul conference realignment it is nuts. I mean, it, you can't, it's like, you know, Florida Atlantic, who made it to the final four last year, went is going from Conference USA, which you or I were in, uh, to the American Conference, which I thought was pretty much taking over for Conference USA's, but not. But I mean, there's teams in there like Temple, um, God, who, Memphis, you remember Memphis, baby. Love Memphis. Love Memphis. But it's interesting. And then you look at like, for instance, the big, the, the SEC, you know, they're going to take Texas and Oklahoma, which, you know, whatever. Who cares about those two? Uh, good programs, though. Good programs. Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant. I mean, some great uh, some great uh, players and what have you. But what I like about the, uh, the Big 8, as I like to call it, or the Big 12, is they're bringing in Arizona State. When they made this move to bring in Arizona State with Bobby Hurley, who's doing awesome things as a great coach. And I know you're a big uh, Bobby Hurley fan. I love Bobby Early, man. He uh, he brings the heat too, you know. I mean, I I remember those games when he was with Duke, and as a little guy, you know, growing up, you, you wanted to see that fire on the floor. You wanted to see him checking guys like eighty percent of the court and slapping the court, you know, playing defense and just fire under his belly. And you know what he's doing as a coach. I mean, really represents uh, his pedigree with his father and his brother, and you know what the whole family has brought to college basketball over the past 40, 50 years. You know, so I'm, yeah. I'm excited about what they're gonna do. Didn't you like try to recreate didn't you think you were him because you're a little little white guy for sure absolutely i mean who didn't you know i mean I little didn't. i mean little white guys playing in like pro i mean you're you're a big bear you know <laughs> i mean 
but yeah, I mean, little, little skinny white guy, you know, playing in parochial leagues, growing up and whatnot. Like, yeah, slap the floor. You used to. I can't even slap a floor anymore. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's when you're that small, it doesn't take that much to get down to the floor and hit it. So it's like, I mean, that's how you make the most noise. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, it was it, it was great watching him play and just what he's brought to college basketball over the years. Um, like I said, um, but I mean, you mentioned the Big Eight and you know conference realignment and all that i mean how about houston you know you know like coming into the big 12 now and i mean i was with kelvin sampson i mean he was he was part of that big eight you know and he was he was with oklahoma for 12 13 years i mean ap coach of the year in the mid 90s with oklahoma um one or two years before the uh the big eight spin off into the big 12 and you know to get him back in the big 12 and how well he's done with houston um you know since he's taken over that conference is just packed this year. Yeah, and I and I like that they're bringing in Utah. I mean, Utah's had some great teams and some great players over the year. With uh, remember Rick Majaris and uh, Keith Van Horn and Andre Miller, and then you throw in Arizona, which you know we're going to talk about in our first couple episodes, kind of preview the season, and you know what Tommy Lloyd has done, and he's just got to get there. But you know what I love about Tommy Lloyd, and we talked about this a little bit. He loves pickleball, and you know what I played pickleball with my kids two days ago. And you said that I, because of my large size and girth and stature. Yeah, call it what you want. Yeah, whatever you said. I would cover 80% of the court. Am I right? I could take Tommy Lloyd and Pickleball. I really do. I mean, I got, I still got my tennis hands. I mean, the way to be, the way to be is just going to go right at the body, man. You make a good target and, um, but pickle, pickleball, it's uh, my pickleball game is strong. So I'll put it I think we could take him, but you know, the interesting thing about Tommy Lloyd, he was a huge Gonzaga guy. Um, he coached there for about 20 years and he had a contract with the coach, with Mark Few, the athletic department, the president that when Mark Few retired, he was going to be that next guy. And he built a house, I think in 2018. And he actually lived, and I want to get Tommy Lloyd because of this sentiment right here. He lived in John Stockton's childhood home. And I want to know if he went into John Stockton's bedroom and found any tidy whitey shorts or tidy whitey uh, uh, basketball shorts. Because I'm going to tell you, you were talking about Bobby Hurley and Duke. I want to think, and I want to have them on here. Jalen Rose, Chris Webber, the Fab Five. I was in high school back then and played basketball. And we had the tightest shorts. And I swear to God, thank God my sperm count is still strong. <laughs> they were tight. And you had to wear, you couldn't wear boxers back then. No, no. The boxers would just show right through those shorts. But uh, got to get time. I want to hear the story. You know, I, I want to hear if he actively sought out John Stockton's yeah. childhood home to get to get some of that kind of uh, energy, you know, and get, get some of that nostalgia. In. But he's done a great job at Arizona. He's got Caleb Love coming in from UNC this year. I want to hear how that transpired. Caleb Love was one of my favorite players the past year. Let's go to Michigan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's I, I think he's going to be one of the top guards taken in next year's draft and um, if not the top guard. So um, I, I want to hear the story of how he how he actively recruited him through the uh, through the portal and got him got him to come uh, play for the Wildcats this year. I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch. They're going to be yeah. super fast for sure. Yeah. And I think that they're the history. I mean, and, and it's interesting because you look at okay, so you look at that that big 12 tournament in Kansas City this year is going to be ridiculous you're adding in houston you're adding in um you know houston this year but then you're you're gonna have oklahoma and texas one more year and then i think next year is arizona state uh in arizona, arizona utah so that's yeah. gonna be and then they're adding colorado and i'll be curious we coming <laughs> you, you, you coming do you think 
and we're going to talk about this at some point, the Deion Sanders effect, effect or sorry, Coach Prime, um, do you think that will spill into basketball? Because their coach, who is a former, Tad Boyle, who's a former uh, Kansas uh, University Jayhawk, 1980 <laughs> National Championship team, I believe, uh, is a coach there, has been there for a while. Do you think that energy will, trans- will, will transform and kind of bring, you know, maybe Colorado to that next level? Because they're right there. They're good. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, love them or hate them. I mean, there there is a coach prime effect in Colorado um, down in Boulder. You know, he, he's getting players from every sport to come down there. You know, I mean, if you're if you want to go, if you're in the recruiting circuit for whatever sport it is um, and you get a call from Colorado, you want to stand on the sidelines there with the celebrities and all, everybody else. You know, it's he's already uh, he's already made promises. His daughter, I believe, plays volleyball yeah. for Boulder and he's already made promises um, to like recruits coming in. He's like, hey, come play with my daughter. Come hang out with our family. Like this is where it's at. Like CU Boulder is where the best athletes come and he's whether whether you buy into it or not like he's making those statements he's winning a few games this year it's hard for me to look at what he's done at that program and say there's not a another coach in the country in any sport that cares about his players as much as he does which i think is just fabulous and i do think that that effect is going to spill into college basketball for sure yeah absolutely what do you think about so the the sec made a move the Big 12 pen made a move, the Big 12 made a move, and then the most head-scratching move was the Atlantic Coast Conference. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you're bringing a new person to California. Do you even still call it the Atlantic Coast Conference? I mean, well, hey, when we were in college, we, when we were at DePaul playing, it was Conference USA. And you know what? It was a great conference. It was good basketball. We had Memphis, we had Cincy, we had Louisville, we had Marquette. Who I do love and, and know Shaka Smart, so I do cheer from a little bit. It's hard for me, but I do like Shaka Smart. He's a great dude. Uh, kind of weird because I knew him when he was bald, and now he's got a full head of hair. So I think we should have him on the podcast just talk about that. But sure. uh, I and then they had SMU, which the only way I can figure that one is, is it's a hub to get from the West Coast to the the, the Atlantic the Atlantic Coast, which is the East Coast. That's the only thing I can see what SMU brings kind of the table. And no offense to SMU, I mean it's a great school. I mean, Dallas, they got some beautiful women there. A lot of blondes, a lot of fake blondes, a lot of bleach blondes in Dallas. Dallas is one of the best media markets out there, you know, and and like you said, it's a hub. So I think geographically, um, it's a nice little win for um, the ACC. Um, Does it make sense? I mean, that that's what this whole conference realignment's all about. You know, I mean, what the hell are people thinking when they're doing this? And um, it, it's definitely not geographical anymore, you know, um, and as like it used to be. And I mean, they made it geographically, historically for, you know, easy transportation and budgets and stuff like that. Right. right? I mean, transportation is I mean, it's. 2023 now it's so easy to get from one coast to the next um and you know i mean like we've already hinted at i mean budgets and nil i mean there's just money flowing into college basketball and college sports all together and so you know i mean to be able to put together rivalries and um you know player matchups and coach matchups um they're not so worried about oh does it take an hour to get there or does it take five hours to get there it's you know how many people are going to tune in every single night to watch these guys play 
And, um, you know, sometimes it's uh, there's one or two teams left out and you got to put them somewhere. Right. That's <laughs> called um, Washington State and Oregon. Yeah, I think that's happened a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the powerhouse teams out there, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're picking and choosing where they're going. You know, I mean, they're they're making a play. Um, they're pitching conferences that, hey, we belong in your conference because X, Y, Z. Here's what we bring. Here's the TV rights we bring. Here's how many boosters we have. All that kind of stuff is going to play into it the next couple of years. And it, it's it's an exciting time for college basketball, but I, I'm personally ready for it to slow down a little right. bit from, from the transfer portal and the um, college uh, conference realignment. Right. And it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll touch this more, even more. I went to university undergraduate, University of Illinois, Chicago, the Flames, go Flames and played sports there. And I mean, they went to the Missouri Valley. I mean, yeah. when I was in college, we were in the Mid- Midwestern Collegiate. We had Butler, who's now in obviously the Big East. You had Loyola, which is, I believe, in the Missouri. No, Loyola's in the freaking Atlantic 10. They went from <laughs> the uh, MCC to, I think, the Horizon League to um, the Missouri Valley to now the Atlantic 10, which is kind of weird. But I mean, we had some great, uh, you know, UW Milwaukee, Bruce Pearl was there. Uh, you know, so we you had Detroit. Uh, with Perry Watson, who came from the Fab Five, so it, it was really—I mean, basketball. Man, I just love—I just love it. And you kind of wrote me into doing this, so let me let me ask you something. What is yeah. the full court press podcast? A good question. You know, I mean, it's something that you and I have talked about for a few months now. You know, and it's—you uh, know—we were looking for a college basketball podcast. We're both podcast guys, right? And um, couldn't really find what we were looking for. So, you know, we got on the phone and we said, let's do it. Let's create it, you know? And so it's growing up in the 80s and 90s for myself. I mean, that was college basketball's golden era. Big East, baby. Lauren Bowden, Kenny Anderson on Bobby Burley, too. (laughs) (laughs) The untold stories from that era, we're going to tap into that. You know, during this podcast, we're going to get some of those um, top, personalities from those eras you know Larry Johnson give me grandma grandma man he's got to come on I I'll call the guy once a week send him letters you know, whatever I need to do you know I mean? uh, I, hey I, I want him on the podcast you know I mean can you imagine what UNLV would be doing NIL with the NIL like that stories. team there's got to be stories Vegas, there's got to be I mean, stories I, I can't even imagine you know um, so it's, we're, we're going to tap into that, you know, we're going to tap into those old, old stories with some of those guys. They've got some stuff they want to share. I want to get some updates on what those guys are up to, you know, um, from the UNLV days, the Duke days, the, the Danny Manning, Danny and the miracles, um, you know, like that team, there's just a lot of guys out there who are kind of in a next phase of their life, whether they played pro or not. And I want to get them on the podcast. I want to hear what they're up to. And, um, and some current coaches too, right? For sure. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there, there's some coaches out there. Um, you know, I love that you mentioned Bruce Pearl um, with his early days and stuff, because I want to, I want to find who those next coaches are, you know, who are those coaches at those mid majors who we expect to have breakthrough year this year or next year. Right. And you know, who's going to take it. We're a really interesting time with college basketball um, where there's several legendary iconic coaches exiting because of retirement and whatnot. Who is this next phase going to be? Right. Um, I'm, I'm 
excited to see what Duke does this year under Schleyer's second year. You know, I think they overachieved last year during his first year. Um, but uh, do they have what it takes to to really kind of carry on that legacy? I think that this year and next year is really going it, to, it's going to be a true test for them, you know, but um, I want to get some mid-major programs um, on the podcast. Duquesne, I baby. I got to give up to Duquesne, Akron, and Kent State. <laughs> Just saying. Joyce, I told Drew Joyce. Drew Joyce, who's a buddy of mine, who's the associate head coach at Duquesne, and I actually know Coach D. Coach Dan brought great dude, and, and you'll like him because he was uh, he's just real intense. But off the court, he's the nicest guy. But it'd be curious to see what they have to say from mid-major perspective. And let's be honest, I think the transfer portal and NIL has created it's it's going to negate some teams like uh, Toledo, for instance. Uh, Coach K, as we'll call him, um, who's been there for years at Toledo, uh, he had Ray J. Dennis, who was a stud player in the MAC. I think he was the MAC Player of the Year last year, at least first team at Toledo. He, he's transferring. He's going to Baylor, so that's going to hurt them. But then here's the thing, though, too: if you lose a guy like that, maybe you pick up two guys from Auburn and Michigan or something like that. So, you know, it'll be interesting to get other people's pers- everybody's different perspective of how. They're changing recruiting, how they're changing uh, roster uh, ret- retention, because, you know, one coach that I know well said to me, Luke, we're, we're not looking uh, at any freshmen. We're looking solely at the transfer portal to rebuild our team each year. So I'm going to throw out a number, 1,800. This past offseason, 1,800 players went through the transfer portal. That's ridiculous. Can you believe that? Like, in I mean, it's 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 a it's turned into a players' league, you know, which I don't have an issue with Player. at all. Um, but it's a players' league where you know, if you were a McDonald's All American and then you come in freshman and you're only getting six eight minutes a game, you're saying peace out, you know. Like I I got a better offer somewhere else, right. and um, you know, those players deserve that in my mind. I think it's gotten out of control. Right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, let's be honest. It's the early phases of this, right? right? And so I think that they need to start putting some kind of stipulations on it. But 1,800 players entered the transfer portal last year, which is just like, I don't know how you coach that, you know? Um, it, it, it's it's a different wave, you know? Right. And I think it's a, uh, you know, when whenever coaches have been graded over the years, they're coached on what recruiting, you know, game time playing, game prep, halftime, you know, like what you're doing, X's and O's. There's a whole nother category now that is transfer portal, right? How are you recruit? How are you attracting guys in the transfer portal? But also how are you keeping guys, right? Um, I know one of the programs we're going to talk about is Creighton. Like, what the hell is going on in Nebraska? He lost three main guys to the transfer portal after a great year. Yep. Like, um, but then so he picked up for sure. Couple guys too. I mean, so that's, Which that's just the crazy shows part they, of it. Also, it, it's a different game. You know, it's not just who you're bringing in. It's also how do you keep these guys um, that do well. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's going to be a fun season. Yep. LT, I am pumped. Yep. Every I'm Thursday. Just, Every I'm, Thursday. I'm Every Thursday. Every Thursday, we're going to bring it. And three uh, energy. Yes. Excitement. What was the other E? Experience. No, what was the other three? Energy, excitement, entertainment. Entertainment. Slapping the floor, baby. Let's do it. Yeah. The only floor I'll be slapping is my belly. And that ain't a floor. (laughs) So every Thursday, we're going to be here on the full court uh, press podcast, LT Sammy D. 
you know, they say smash, hit, whatever it is, do all that shit for YouTube. We're going to be on YouTube. We're going to have a Patreon site eventually. Uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Full Court Press B-Ball, and then Twitter, all that stuff. So we're going to bring some uh, good stuff and what have you. And uh, yeah, subscribe, rate, and review, they say. Subscribe, rate, and review. And we only take five-star reviews, right? That's all. Yeah. Any, anything else is, it, it, it's like the Uber driver. If it's not five stars, it's not worth it, you know? Okay. Well, we'll see you uh, uh, starting Thursdays uh, pretty soon. We're going to talk a little college basketball and the experience of greatness between LT and Sammy D. Let's bring the heat, LT. Oh, uh, let's do it. <laughs>